Hello, my friends. I've done a little study that I fully recorded. It lasted almost about two hours. So I decided to break this up into a little series called Remembering God's Goodness. And this is something we can do in any season of our life, whether we're on a spiritual high or a spiritual low or on a spiritual plateau when we're just kind of coasting along. And how I was encouraged to do this study is I was trying to help a friend get out of a spiritual low. And I started researching depression because I feel like so many of us can relate to what it feels like to be a little depressed, not motivated, and just spiritually distant from God. And what I've learned is that we can experience depression in the lows of our lives or even in the highs of our lives. Even after we have victory, we can soon experience a spiritual low. Oftentimes we reach the mountaintop and we feel victorious and uh, successful and prosperous. And then all of a sudden we just crash because we've, we've exerted all our energy to reach the top of the mountain. And when you're, once you're up, there's nowhere else to go but down. Um, so I'm going to share a couple stories and a couple different examples of different people who've experienced discouragement or despair in different seasons of the life of their life, whether it's up or down. And in the first story, I'm going to share a little bit about Samson, who was used to deliver Israel from the Philistines. Bear with me. So this verse I'm going to share as a summary of this book. So in Judges 15, 18, it says, because he was very thirsty, he cried out to the Lord, you have given your servant this great victory. Must I now die of thirst and fall into the hands of the uncircumcised? So in this verse here, this is kind of towards the end of Samson's story. Um, not quite the end, but a little bit towards the end. And I'm starting here because I want to point out that he had said to the Lord, you have given me great victory. Must I now die of thirst? So he was feeling victorious. But after his personal victory, his attitude declined very quickly into self-pity. We can tend to be most vulnerable emotionally after we put a lot of time and energy into something or when we're facing real physical needs. Often, depression follows great achievements. So it shouldn't be a surprise to us when we feel drained after a personal victory. In these times of vulnerability, it's very important that we avoid the temptation to think that God, God owes us anything for anything we've done. God doesn't owe us. It's in our faithfulness and our obedience that we've chosen to respond to the calling God has put in our lives. We must concentrate on keeping our attitudes and actions and words focused on God. And we're going to talk about Samson and how he remembered God in his time of despair, even after a great victory. You would think after a victory, he would be praising God, 
but he took his mind and eyes off of the Lord and chose to focus on his own physical needs. And that put him into a place of spiritual despair. Now, I want to talk about how it was always God's plan to use Samson. And we might know Samson is somebody who sinned and had mistakes. And in the end, he wasn't really successful by human standards. It started around um, Judges chapter 13 when Samson was promised to a couple named Manoah and his wife, which I don't believe we have her name here. But Manoah's wife was barren. She could not have children. But an angel of the Lord appeared to them and said that they would have a son and that he would be set apart. So from the beginning of time, God knows who we are. He has a plan for us. And when this couple thought that they were unable to have children, the Lord came to them and said, you will have a child. And so it was God's plan to have Samson to set him apart from birth to begin the deliverance of Israel from the hands of the Philistines. Judges 13.25 says, And the Spirit of the Lord began to stir him while he was in Manea Dan between Zora and Eshtayol. I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing these words right. Um, I didn't look them up to confirm it, but it's in Judges uh, 13.25. And we don't know exactly how old Samson was at this time, but we see here the spirit of the Lord began to stir. And some other versions might say the spirit of the Lord became upon him. And I looked up the meaning of that phrase upon he came upon him or to stir him and some of the words that came up to describe what that means are words like impel agitate thrust beat persistently he was troubled moved he had an unsettled spirit so very early on in samson's life he felt this stir or this agitating feeling this unsettled spirit of something um And it was very likely at that time, um, he felt a desire to have a more permanent and settled territory. During this time, his tribe, which was called Dan, was wandering in their inherited land, which was still unconquered. The Philistines had owned the land. And so it's very likely that in this time, Samson, Samson was yearning for a more permanent and settled territory. Have you ever felt like you're unsettled in your life? Have you ever had this troubled spirit? Just something, there's just something more. You just have that stir in your heart. I can look back to a time when I was a child, maybe five or six years old. I I just remember having that stir in my heart. I just felt like there was something more. My family tells me that as a child, I wanted to be a nun. I would drag them to church. My family grew up in the Catholic faith. We did not practice it regularly, but that's what I was introduced to as a young child. And so that's what I gravitated towards. And, and 
as somebody who didn't grow up with religious beliefs, even though that's all I knew, I desired that. I desired something where God was, and I believed that's where he was. And so I would drag my parents to church, I, I was told, and I would make them take me. And I did my CCD classes, and eventually I went and got my Holy Communion at the age of seven. And I never really pursued the faith after that, unfortunately. Um, but that's okay, because God had a plan for me. And I can look back and see how he stirred my heart. I felt unsettled in my spirit, troubled, apart from him, moved to go to church. There's other examples of this in the Bible. Um, in Genesis 41.8, we learn that Pharaoh had that very similar unsettled spirit. In the morning, his mind was troubled, so he sent for all the magicians and wise men of Egypt. Pharaoh told them his dreams, but no one could interpret them for him. So this is the story of Joseph and Pharaoh when Pharaoh had a dream. Um, and he couldn't interpret it. And he had to get Joseph, and Joseph ended up interpreted it, interpreting it. And if you have read the story, you, you are familiar with what I'm saying. But it's just an example of how he had this dream, and he felt unsettled from it. The Lord was trying to reveal something to him, to tell him something. And he had that same agitated feeling, There's there's got to be something to this. Psalm 77.4 is another example of this word, the stir or, or, or the Lord coming upon someone. You kept my eyes from closing. I was too troubled to speak. I believe this is, oh, this is um, one of the authors of the Psalms. Remembering God in, in hard times, his troubled, his spirit was troubled and he was calling out to the Lord. We have other examples in Dan chapter two, verses one and three that you can refer to as a very similar example of being troubled in the spirit. Oftentimes we can look back on our lives and we feel that sense of calling and, and just wanting to know God more. So I believe it starts very early on. Going back to Judges, chapter 3, verse 10. The Spirit of the Lord came upon him. Here we're talking about Othniel, which is in the beginning of the book of Judges. He was one of the first judges that God used an attempt to deliver Israel from the Philistines. Bear with me a second. I'm just trying to go back to where we were there. Okay. The spirit of the Lord came upon him. It's spoken of the judges Gideon, Jephthah, and Samson, among others. This expresses a temporary and spontaneous increase of the physical, spiritual, or mental strength that we get when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. This is a supernatural occurrence to prepare us for a special task that God would have for us. 
The Holy Spirit is available to all of us today for special tasks. And we should ask for the Holy Spirit. We should pray specifically that the Holy Spirit will come upon us to help us as we face our daily problems and life's major challenges. We have the Holy Spirit with us at all times, but we can choose to pray that it would empower us or we can quench it by silencing the will of God in our lives, by ignoring his whispers. Another example of the spirit coming upon Samson specifically in Judges 14.6. The spirit of the Lord came upon him in power that he tore the lion apart with his bare hands as he might have torn a young goat. The spirit of the Lord came upon him. Again, he was given physical strength by the spirit. I want you to think to a time in your life where you felt filled with the spirit. What was God leading you to do? Was he stirring your heart before that time you were empowered by the spirit to do the will of God? I know there are times that I can look back in my life and and recognize when I felt unsettled or troubled in my spirit. (laughs) And a lot of the times I'm in those moments and I just think to myself, God is preparing me for something. He is working something out. Something big is about to go down. He is trying to get my attention. He's trying to prepare me. Think about the things and the times that your heart have been stirred. These may indicate the areas where God has wanted to use you. And if you're feeling that stir in your heart now, think about where God might want to use you. He can use all different things to develop up, develop us and prepare us for his will. Our hereditary traits, our influences, our experiences... We look back at Samson's life, and this began for him long before adulthood. He had that unsettled feeling from childhood. We don't know exactly when, but from probably very early on in his life, he felt that stir in his heart. And we see how the Spirit came upon him that he may do the work of the Lord. You too and I too, we need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading and the task's that God has prepared for us. We can be more useful to him than we can ever possibly imagine, but we have to be sensitive to the spirit's leading. When we feel that stir in our hearts, we must ask ourselves, what is God trying to say to me? What is he trying to show me? How is he preparing me? Holy Spirit, please come upon me that I may know that I may follow in your direction. There are some other things that we learn about Samson. Well, we know his, some of his strengths. He killed a lion, we mentioned. And I'm not here to tell you the whole backstory of Samson. You can go back and you can read the story of Samson, which begins in about Judges chapter 13. And it goes on until Judges 17. But we're just kind of looking at his life 
in an overview as an example for what it means to be stirred, to have the stir in our heart, and also to receive the Holy Spirit, that he would come upon us for supernatural strength and power. What we know so far about Samson is that he has supernatural strength by the power of the Holy Spirit. He killed a lion, and he's also known for his great faith. If you know the story of Samson, you know that he disobeyed God and he um, kind of strayed away from the will of God. We know that he was used to deliver the, the Israelites from the Philistines. And yet in his story, we learn that he desired a Philistine woman against the law of God, against the wishes of his mother and father, but he pursued this woman and there were consequences of his disobedience and his decision. And another part of the story, we learn that he pursued another woman named Delilah. And that's a pretty well-known story. And she deceived him. And because of that, he was captured by the Philistines. That was a consequence of his decision. So many of us may know Samson as somebody who was foolish and made mistakes. But what we're going to learn is that God can use us despite our mistakes. If we have faith, God can use a person of faith despite their mistakes. And Samson was known as a man of faith. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32, he is listed in the Faith Hall of Fame. If you need a little encouragement in your faith, I encourage you, go to Hebrews chapter 11 and read through the list of people who despite their shortcomings and sin and failures, God still used them because of their faith. Samson is listed here in 11, Hebrews 11, 33, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised in and you can see more about that in other people who had great victories despite their failures because of their faith. We, re- we learn at the end of Samson's story that Samson recognized his dependence on God. God turned his failures and defeats into victory. And we learn through this story that it's never too late to start over or to put our complete trust in God. In Judges 16, 28, this is towards the end of the Samson story. He was captured by the Philistines. He became a slave. The Philistines gouged his eyes out. This is all because he gave in to his lust and desires for a woman. And this woman deceived him and turned him into her people, the Philistines. And they humiliated him and they turned him into a slave. But God did not completely abandon Samson. He allowed Samson's decision to stand and the consequences of his decision followed naturally. We can choose to be close to God or to go our own way. But if we choose our way, there will be consequences resulting from our choices. 
He didn't choose to be captured, but he chose to be with Delilah and he could not escape the consequences of his decision. At the end of this story, we learn that he's in a temple with thousands of Philistines. He was chained and he was captured. And in these moments that he's in this temple with thousands of people, Samson prays to the Lord in Judges 1628. Oh, sovereign Lord, remember me, O God. Please strengthen me just once more and let me with one blow get revenge on the Philistines for my two eyes. And so he reached toward the two central pillars on which the temple stood, bracing him against them, his right hand on the one and his left hand on the other. And Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. And he pushed with all his might. And down came the temple on the rulers and all the people in it. Thus he killed many more when he died than when he lived. And so we see at the end of the story, despite Samson's past, God still answered his prayer and destroyed the pagan temple and worshipers. God still loves Samson despite his shortcomings and his sin. And he was willing to hear Samson's prayer of confession and repentance and used him this one final time. One of the effects of sin in our lives is to keep us from feeling like praying or from getting in our Bible. And we know that the Bible can keep us from sin, but sin will keep us from the Bible. Sin will keep us from prayer. Sin will keep us separated from God. Sin will hinder us from recognizing the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. Sin will keep us from hearing God's quiet whisper, his stir in our heart. We cannot let feelings of guilt, excuse me, keep us from means of restoration. No matter how, excuse me, no matter how long we have been away from God, he is ready to hear from us and to restore us to a right relationship with him. Sorry. No situation is too bad where we can't turn back to God, where we can't remember his goodness. If God could work in Samson's situation, he can make something out of ours, no matter what that is. If you've hit a spiritual high and now you're, you've crashed, you went up, top, up to the top of the mountain and now you had nowhere else to, to go but down, you had victory and you want that victory again, you can start climbing up that mountain again. Listen to the voice of the Lord. See how he's stirring in your heart. If you've been in a spiritual funk for a long, long time, you're depressed You have dark, dark, horrid thoughts. Think about how Samson cried out to God after his victory. Must I now die of thirst? It was like he just, he just wanted to die in that time. But when he cried out to God, the Lord 
responded. It's never too late to turn back to God. We can use the gifts that God gives us for spe- for his purpose. We all have skills and abilities and gifts that God can use for his purpose, his good, and his glory. But to use our gifts for own our own selfish purposes is to rob the church and fellow believers of strength. We are to be helping others and building up the body of Christ, not just serving ourselves. We are to take our minds off ourselves and fix our eyes on the author and perfecter of our faith. And that's Jesus Christ. We're going to talk a lot more in the next few parts that I'll put together. But today, I just want you to think how God has been working in your heart. How has he been stirring in your heart? Look back to the days of old when you felt his presence in your life. Ask the Holy Spirit to come upon you. Bring your burdens to the Lord Jesus Christ. He went to the cross that you may go to him with anything. If you're angry, if you're bitter, if you're resentful, if you're depressed, if you're isolated and lonely, we're going to talk about more people who experienced the isolation and the loneliness and how they cried out to the Lord. Prepare your heart for what God has for you. Allow the stir. Be sensitive to it. I'm going to pray for you now. Lord, I just pray that this message has been received with a softened heart, Lord. (sighs) That my friends would just remember the times that you stirred in their hearts. And that they would remember the time that you filled them up with the Holy Spirit and that you empowered them to do your work and that they would remember their times of victory and not be discouraged because they crashed afterwards. It's so normal for that to happen. Lord, the enemy knows that we're most vulnerable in times of victory or in times of despair. But it is our responsibility to keep our eyes fixed on you. That whether we're victorious or that we're in despair, that we would continue to draw on your strength, asking you to fill us. You knew we would struggle, Lord, and so you sent your son to the cross for us. That through him, in faith, we can have fellowship with you, Lord. I would just ask you that you would help expose the inner dark depths of my friends' hearts that they may see any sin that's hindering them from coming to you. Any selfish ways, Lord. Anything that's keeping them from coming from you. Any sin. And that they would just lay it down at the feet of Jesus. And that they would be washed by his blood and cleansed and purified, Lord. That they may be pure and holy in your sight. Thank you for the story of Samson that though 
he is sometimes remembered as someone is foolishness or foolish. He is remembered in Hebrews chapter 11 as somebody who through faith had great victories. I pray that you would use me and my friends for victory as well. Show us your ways and your purpose, Lord. Be upon us today in Jesus' name. Amen.